0: Back in action, episode 47, Small Business Dads, Daniel Monday here with you. Thank you for giving us some of your time again today. We're joined today for a cool little chat with John Gilmovich, he's from Real Property Manager and he's in the real estate game obviously as you would assume from the name of the business but with a little bit of a difference and John's gonna explain why. Um, So if you have investment properties, this might be something that you definitely need to hear today but there's also some cool little tips that John has to share, not only as a dad, but also from a business owner and a personal standpoint. There's a big focus in this episode that John's put. uh, We've gone down the health and fitness path. And while I didn't want to make the whole episode about the health and fitness side of things and the importance of that on your own um, performance as a man, as a dad, as a business owner, it's definitely worth checking in. So if there's something that you've let slip, I can definitely say it's worth paying attention to what John has to say. Obviously, I'm speaking from a, a bias viewpoint, being in the fitness industry myself, but for someone like John, who's definitely not involved um, on a on a business level, is um, the more personal benefits that he's got are well worth your attention. So, let's get straight into it, check it out, and hear what John has to say. All right, we're joined today by, uh, we're joined today by John Gilmovich from Real Property Management. How are you, John?
1: Terrific, um, Daniel.
0: Great to be well, mate, thanks. thanks for coming on and giving us some of your time. And obviously we want to hear about a bit more about Real and what you do there. But before we get into all that, I'd love to find out about yourself personally and a bit more about you and about your family. What's your background? Sure.
1: So um, I'm a dad, married, happily married. Uh, we've got uh, two kids, um, six and an eight-year-old. The uh, eight-year-old's a girl and the, the six-year-old's uh, a boy. Um, we're uh, yeah currently living in the in the west and enjoying the in the west um, lifestyle, and running our own businesses.
0: Nice. So obviously you know you're in the property management game now, but how did you get into that? And um, is it something you've always done, or is it a uh, a recent venture?
1: No. So I've been inside the uh, property and real estate industry for uh, almost uh, three decades. Believe it or not.
0: Fair enough. Uh,
1: so, it was pretty much um, from the get-go when I left um, high school. So, I grew up in uh, Sydney's uh, Maroobra Beach um, area and um, had, a, had a bunch of friends whose dads were running um, some real estate businesses and um, had a chat with my mates around um, yeah, what, what that could look like as a career. Um, and it kind of all ticked all, all the boxes. So uh, uh, I got pretty much straight into it uh, after, leaving, um, after leaving high school.
0: And I guess you've seen a few cycles going through Like, obviously for being around for that long. There's been recessions, there's been uh, GFC. And how have you seen the peaks and troughs of it all?
1: Yeah, so in- interestingly enough, uh, I actually started uh, my real estate career when, you know, Paul Keating announced
0: the GFC that we had to have. Yep. Uh, or the, you know, the, the the recession, recession that we, we had to have, had, yeah. I think was
1: the correct quote. Um, and that was back in about 91. 91. And, uh, look, it wasn't easy because at that time, uh, I was actually trying to get my foot into the real estate industry. Um, but nobody was hiring. So it was, really, it was really hard. So a lot of the businesses you know, contracted um, as, as they do um, during a financial squeeze. And um, it took a while, you know, it took a while to uh, get my foot in the door. But, uh, you know, I, I persisted. I persisted for about a year and a half um, and got my first, uh, um, first uh, role as a, as a junior um, property manager with a company in Alexandria
0: and how long have you been running Real for?
1: So, Real's been up and running for about four years now. Um, and uh, Real Property Manager was launched um, as a specialised um, service uh, to meet you know, the needs of, uh, of property investors who are having, um, generally have a lot of frustration with having their properties managed through uh, um, franchises.
0: And so what's the benefit of saying going for someone like yourself compared to the uh, typical real estate? And uh, I'm assuming the service might be a bit more um, personal.
1: Yes. Yeah. So the advantages are that because it's a, it's a specialized and one focused business um, that's predominantly what I, what I focus on. I'm not a business owner inside, let's say uh, a a franchise that's got multi, multiple um, businesses in, inside the business where they're pretty stretched across all of them. Um, and that's where I guess you know, the ball can be, can be dropped. Um, most of the, most of the uh, real estate agency businesses are centered around um, selling, selling properties. That's where the big commissions are for the principals there. Um, and they tend to kind of neg- neglect the rental department and that's where it all sort of goes wrong. So with my business model, I don't have other distractions um, besides concentrating on the actual day-to-day management of, of the rental properties.
0: Well, I guess that's the thing, isn't it? Like, you know, without much experience in the industry, I just always had the perception that it's something that they give the young junior um, they, uh, to deal with because it's, it's sort of, like you say, it's not the main um, fish that they fry. Would that, that be that's right. right.
1: That, that is totally correct. And... Um, Generally, when a career started in real estate, um, you know, the director of the real estate agency business will throw the junior into the rental department and basically see how they sink or swim. Um, and they don't really offer them a lot of support nor, nor training around that. And I kind of let them, you know, cut their teeth, just find their way through it. Um, and, you know, the, the juniors are going to say, you know what? It's either this is a career for me, and I'll continue with this, or they'll they'll jump ship, either into straight away into the sales department or or a junior assistant in sales, possibly commercial um, um, property, um, or they've made a decision, you know, that they actually love, you know, the the rental department, and uh, they want to stick it out and continue on.
0: So, what would be obviously, you know, if someone's listening and they do have some investment properties or whatever, basically, it's a chance for you now to pitch your services. What's the um, you've indicated it's a bit more of a personal service, but you know, how does it compare? For so I guess when, especially with the market, the way things are now, what would be the uh, the advantage for someone to yeah, look so at your services? Uh, yeah, look, good,
1: good question. So, um, being a being a boutique. Um, business being a specialized business um, pretty much a lot of the concentration what we're doing um, goes into into that is just basically getting them the result so in, in a sense um, you know the specialized property managers like myself are the safety net right now um, and they're the ones that you know they're, they're running their business um, that is their bread and butter the rent roll is it it's the income that they've got They understand the landlord's um, needs very, very closely um, and they've just got to get the result and they've got to, yeah, basically get the best possible return out of that that property. Um, So the advantage advantage is is that we're not not spread very thin. Um, It's just day to day um, managing the rental property, managing the existing tenants or trying to get a new one um in this changed market so um it does require it does require a lot of communication um and as you said a lot of personal touch it's not a property business it's a it's a people-to-people business that happens to have property as the uh um as a commodity
0: i guess that's like most businesses isn't it like like i know for myself like what you do is irrelevant because if you're providing a customer service to people that's how you build a long-term and business and that's the, you build your relationships and 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 the trust that comes with that people are lucky to stay with you
1: exactly right and and when I was um, when I was researching setting up um, real property manager and uh, I looked at a lot of the consumer surveys around real estate and property management, and the number one complaint out of um, property investors and landlords was lack of communication and for better of the word. All that means is they just weren't getting feedback in, in, in good times and, and the bad times about the state of their, of their property and their, and their tenant. There's just like no communication and no work being done and even, even the basics. So the, the, you know, the, from, what, from what I gathered, um, the agencies that they were with were basically just rent collectors and they just weren't doing the other, all the other services that are required um so you know there, there it was just to justify that you know a specialist niche business um is, is there uh is required for the marketplace and um you know i was i was encouraged to do it by by property investors themselves
0: so is that what led you down if we can backtrack a bit was it just the feedback that you were getting from people uh, you know obviously being in the uh, in the real estate game already, but was it the, uh, the dissatisfaction that you were hearing? The thing, well, hang on a minute, like, you know, like most businesses start out, I can do better than this. And then you go off and have a crack. Is that how it all got together?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I was inside, I was inside several franchises. Um, I was also head of franchise for one of the majors um, for the property management arm. So I already, already sort of knew that there was issues and, and challenges around the current systems that they've got. Um, the current business models were pretty much broken. It was just a matter of time before they all got disrupted. you know. And that's, that's been happening over the last few years with a lot of um, tech that's coming to place, uh, mobility of business as well. Um, so I can pretty much run my business without actually being in an office. So my business model is that I'm a mobile agent. So when, when investors look for, you know, where's your office? So they ask me, where's your shop front? I actually don't have one.
0: be a waste so I, of money now anyway, wouldn't it? It's
1: a complete waste of money uh, and a complete waste of resource and an expense for a business. When practically cloud-based solutions for property management, which have evolved over the last four or five years, Offer you a mobile um, agency.
0: So I guess it's like you're ahead of the times in a way. Obviously, no one could predict what the, the way the uh, the years turned out, the way the world has gone this year. But for someone that doesn't, and when everyone's working from home at the moment, you, uh, the fact that you're basically mobile anyway, it, it gave you a head start against everyone. Which for one, they didn't have you didn't have staff coming into work. You didn't have to deal with that problem. You didn't have to deal with and with clients who are uneasy about going somewhere, and when they, was a, when they were, you know, have to go into an office to meet someone or what have you, I guess it gave you a bit of an advantage in that regard.
1: That's right. I mean, look, I, I'm not an Ostradamus, I'll tell you that much. And <laughs> you
0: know, nobody,
1: Nobody's predicted COVID, but in hindsight, Daniel, the business was pretty much set up to cope with um, this marketplace, the change marketplace, where you know, you, you have to work remotely. You you yeah. can work from home. You can work from the, um, the boot of your car. Um, and I already had that all set up. So, you know, there was no, there was no lag. Um, I didn't have to, you know, transform the business, um, too much, um, and reinvent it because it was already reinvented for this marketplace.
0: And the beauty of the, it's also on the dad side of things as well, you know, obviously being a dad's podcast is it means you're around for the kids. Like if you need to take time out, obviously when you could um, go to assemblies and all that sort of stuff, I'm guessing you had the flexibility built in to be able to do that.
1: Yeah. Look, this, this year, um, when, you know, the school lockdowns happened and, you know, we, myself and my wife made the hard decision, even, um, before the school shut down that we were, we were going to homeschool them. Um, so we we're going to take him out of school and we were going to be hands-on and we're, and we're very hands-on um, parents Daniel and um, We made that decision. We brought him. We brought him in house literally um, And he has two parents running a business under their own roof plus running two kids
0: It's hard job in there.
1: Well, all the mayhem It kind of worked. It still worked I you guess know, that's
0: it, the uh, the one thing I also realise is that you know it makes you appreciative of teachers too when um, when school did go back because there were definitely some hard days.
1: Oh look, definitely there was, there was a few uh, few tears here and there, but at the same time it brought us closer as a family. Um, it brought me much closer to the kids, and I I just really enjoyed I just really enjoyed that time. You know, it was about three months of that um uh and i really enjoyed it and not only my um you know parenting improved the kids improved as well and i think that they learned more this year than they would have otherwise had um because we just got them involved in so much other activity and and skill sets um that they would have had an opportunity otherwise or or it would have just taken a few more years to to them to, uh, to adapt. Um, you know, just, just for, uh, for argument's sake, uh, you know, I took their training wheels off their bikes and they rode their bikes for the first time. Nice. You know, with, with two wheels. Um, and I I don't reckon that would have happened anytime soon.
0: Well, it's just, I guess it was the enforced time that you had together. Wasn't it? You could spend more time. You didn't have to worry about being at work and, and uh, you know, or in you know, like either visiting clients or what have you. But yeah, you made it happen. That's the beauty of it.
1: Exactly right. And um, yeah, look, it was it was very hard. It's it's never easy when you've got no. both husband husband and wife running independent businesses of each other, and you've got the kids in the middle of all that, um, and giving them all the attention. But we are we are very. um, Process-driven people, especially property managers. It's all you know, process and systems, and uh, um, we happen to be very good on that side of things. So we tend to think that we're pretty organised. We're a pretty organised family, and my my wife's a teacher as well. So she's a teacher of music. Um, so she understands you know the discipline side of that um, probably more than I do.
0: Well, it definitely would have been an advantage having that in the family as well when you were having to deal with the kids from home.
1: Definitely.
0: Mate, um, let's keep on the family side of things. What would you say, uh, you know, we're not telling other dads what to do, but if you've got something and maybe it's something you've learned through that homeschooling period or just as a dad in general, what something that you would normally say is the biggest tip that you've learned that works well for you and your family running a business and um, with regards to the kids?
1: I learned that nothing is more important than your family. Um, Besides, you know, business is important and income and cash flow, all those things are are crucial, but that tends to come and go. Yes. uh, You've only got one family, um, and you don't want to lose that, and we certainly got pushed to the brink um, during that period of time, uh, where, you know, each one of us, you know, Lost our fuse. Um, yeah. You know there was challenges along along the way, but you always got to remember you've only got that one family. You better make that work. Besides, you know, working on your own business. Um, so you've got to you've got to learn and appreciate that nothing is more important than that that should come first, um, as well as your health.
0: Well, I guess it's a, you know, there's a school of thought. Obviously no one wants to be in this sort of situation on a permanent basis, but when the world forces you to stop and to, you know, stop everything that you're doing when you've all got a hundred things going on and you can't do this and you can't do that. And all of a sudden, basically, like you say, all you've got left is your family. Um, It does make you appreciative for one, or for one that you have your health, but then two that you do have, it would have been so much harder than if you were, um, you know, all the stories that you hear about people living alone and loneliness and, and all those sort of uh, mental health problems that came with that. Yes, it's like we said, it's definitely hard. There's some days that we drove you to the drink a little bit earlier than you would have liked, um, homeschooling, but you just, yeah, you definitely makes you appreciative. I think anyway.
1: Yeah. Well, we're we're not big drinkers, Daniel, and, uh, that makes things even harder. We not, not, not. <laughs> need an
0: outlet. Um, we need, you need that outlet. And we,
1: we've, we've got a few outlets, um, for the family. Um, one of one of them is music, so all the kids are involved in music my My wife runs a music school in the inner west um i'm I'm an ex musician as well and um that's you know the music and the arts is, is an outlet for us uh as as well as fitness and exercise you know i've uh, I've ramped that up this year awesome. um, and my wife has never ran a day in her life and, and she's almost ready to run a marathon.
0: There you go. Um,
1: yeah. so she's getting ready to run a marathon and, uh, she books herself in for one this year in November in, in Newcastle. And they've uh, just pulled the plug on that. Um, you know, so, uh, she's, she's still training, um, and in hope for, uh, actually running, running one and she's working out with a PT and, uh, Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm on a push bike every, every morning and uh, um, working out because it's, again, it's, you know, you have to be physically fit, but you also have to be mentally fit right now. Um, And and, and one is just as crucial as the other. And it can't be just all work centric and dads fall into that trap. Dads can very easily fall into that trap. You know, the work is their outlet and that's,
0: not quite true. I oh, totally you know, obviously I'm um, coming from a, uh, from a biased viewpoint being in the fitness industry myself, but just the endorphins that you get and the mental um, release that you get from exercise. That's, that's not just something that people talk about. It's that like, it's a proven fact and you always feel better. There's no one that's ever regretted, um, you know, going for a walk or hopping on a bike or going for a run or doing a workout. That's, I think it's something that we have to do and it's not being selfish. It's actually benefiting your family in the long run because you are more, um, even though you may take time out to do those activities, you're definitely better and more productive when you are with them.
1: Absolutely. Look in both personal and professional life. You've got to have stamina, especially if you're running, you know, businesses, you're running a family, all, all those challenges. Um, and you may have parents as well. Like our parents are at the age where they need assistance as well. Um, and so you've got all of that, and you know you, you need a lot of energy. So your days are long. You know our days can be, you know, 15, 16, 17 hours long from the time that we get up. Um, and we've we've just got to be sharp. You know if we if we get on the if we get on the booze, <laughs> you know. Um, we're just not able to cope the next day. It's just really, really hard. We're just, you know, we're, we're both peak, peak performers. Um, and, you know, you got to stay on top of the game. The only way to stop the game is just to, to consistently keep up um, with a routine. And, that, and that's what we've done. And I think that's kind of been a success for us.
0: Nice. Well, mate, it's obviously we've touched on a little bit on the exercise side of things, but how do you unwind personally when you take some time out? Um, Is there anything else, any other interest or anything that you do like to sink the teeth into?
1: Um, Look, there's a a wide range of interests, but there's nothing kind of more um, invigorating for me than, you know, to to get up, um, you know, close to 5 a.m., And and just hop on my bike and just ride or, uh, you know, head to the gym and have a workout. That's, you know, that headspace for me, um, that planning time and just, you know, just the fresh air, especially coming into summer now. Yeah. um, Just watching that sunrise, mate, you know, on the Bay Run, um, cities in the, that's just magic for me. And that just sets up, that just sets up my day.
0: Well, I think that's the best thing about it, isn't it? And then the best part about that is it's done. It's like, you know, you're a lot of it's all well and good to say you want to get some stuff in after work or what have you, but there's always something that comes up, whether it's a problem at home or the kids need something or there's a work issue you need to sort out. And then the exercise is often the thing that, um, you know, that's the first thing to go because you, uh, you do have to cross those things. But first thing in the morning, it's done and dusted. It's done
1: and dusted. It's, it's checked off. And you're just not leaving it, you know, until kind of the end of the day of the evening where you're coming home and you're pretty smashed. You know, you're pretty... You can't be physically and mentally smashed in this business. Um, and, um, yeah, the last thing you want to do is just neglect. I fell into that trap, you know, where I was just putting it off and I was putting off, yep, you know what, I'll do it in the evening and uh, I'll get around to it. And it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. And... Um, you know, I, I paid a physical price for that. I had lower back problems, you know, from sitting around too yep. much and not exercising, and keeping up, you know, the the core strength and all that. I paid the ultimate price, and that and that uh, you know turned me it turned me around to do it another way. And to so, get up early, you know, and, to, and create that new discipline.
0: So was that the breaking point for you? Like, pardon the pun, with with the back, you know. Like, when that started giving you grief was that the thing when you said okay something's got to change here or was it something else outside if you don't mind us delving down that side of things
1: yeah absolutely look i've been grappling with lower back problems for about 20 years and you know about about four years ago it took a it took a bad turn um and uh you know i ended up in the in the surgery rooms um you know fixing the problem and that was that was a huge wake up um, call, as a lot of you know wake up calls are. You know you yep. you, you you fall you fall into that hole. Um, you learn your lesson. Either you change what you're doing, or you're going to go back into that. And I chose not to go back um, in, into you know lower back pain. And um, surgery helped me fix it, but um, you know, the, uh, the surgeon basically said, John, you've got two choices. You either not continue looking after yourself um, and you're back in the surgery room, I'll see you there in three years' time, or, or you really, you, you have to have a new path forward yeah. and change what you're doing. And I, and I, chose, I chose to change um, and, I, and I've never looked back because I've, I've got a new habit now.
0: Yeah, on a side note, um, you know, it's obviously uh, um, it's a question without notice. But do you think uh, there was a um, obviously once you got all that side of defence um, on track, health wise and fitness wise, and all that sort of stuff, was there? Did you see a positive correlation to your business as well when it all started to kick in the gear after that?
1: Uh, absolutely. So, um, you know, my, my business is very demanding. Um, you can only imagine, you know, sort of grappling at the moment with um, landlords and tenants and all the, you know, financial woes.
0: Especially so, right now, yeah.
1: Especially right now. And um, I've learned to, I've learned to calm down. You know, exercise has calmed me down. Um, and I'm, I'm feeling less stressed. You know, I'm feeling less anxious and and less stressed because of it. Um, and I just feel like I'm, I'm on top of things. Um, instead of Instead of drowning every day, I mean days can you know, it can fluctuate, it can be quite one day, but it can get very, very busy very quickly in my business um, and things happen uh, in my business that you know, require quick problem solving and solutions
0: yeah.
1: you know and and you 've got to have a clear head if yes. you 're on you're it in a good way um, mentally you 're just going to make some bad decisions.
0: I figured that's what the answer would be. That's why I thought I'd throw it out there because hopefully it's planting the seed for someone listening that um, even without knowing your backstory, that I figured, you know, like we said earlier, no one's regretted a workout and you'll always feel better after the fact. And without turning this into a fitness podcast, hopefully it just plants the seed that if someone is obviously a bit under the pump at the moment or a bit stressed, just to think this it doesn't have to be, you know, like you do get out for a bike ride. It might just be something as simple as just going for a walk, just clear your head, just put some headphones in or just go out and just enjoy the world at the moment and get some fresh air. Cause the oxygen that you'll get and the benefit and the clear frame of mind it just puts you on the right start and it just helps get you back on track. I can't yeah, stress that, that enough.
1: Exactly, Daniel. and That's how I started. I just started taking literally baby steps. I started, um, you know, walking. Um, you know, went from you know 15, 20 minutes to uh, up to an hour. It just gradually, you know, um, gradually improve yourself um, and challenge yourself um, to get to get better. And that and that's how it is in business and in life, or in fitness. Um, it's just baby steps where you've got to
0: take the first step definitely. and you got to take the next step. Well, John, there's one final question. I hope those insights have really been able to help someone today. Just on that, um, yeah. if you can't take anything else out of it, just uh, have a look at your own self and where you stand. And just remember, it will make you a better dad and will make you better in the business side of things as well. But is there... The last question I always like to ask, if there's something at any stage of your life, what you could wish you could go back and tell your younger self, obviously we don't have a DeLorean to go back to the future and yeah. give yourself that tip, but just, you know, speaking, you know, just thinking out loud, what would something, if you did have that opportunity to give you a, give yourself a, 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 give your younger self a little bit of advice. Take more
1: risks. Nice. Take more risks when you're younger than, than when you're older. It's a, it's it's easier to take risks when you're a lot younger. Back yourself and take more risks.
0: So easy. Well, I think that sums everything up pretty well. And I think um, hopefully everyone's got something out of this today. And if they if they are in the um, you know if they do have a rental property or and they're not happy with the way things are heading right now, John, where's the best spot for them to find out something a bit more about what you do at Real? Yeah,
1: probably the best place to start. I've got a, little, a lot of information on there for uh, for, for, for landlords and tenants uh, is my website and that's uh, realpropertymanager.com.au.
0: Perfect. Well, definitely we'll put those links in the show notes as well and also be on the smallbusinessdads.com.au website as well. So hopefully um, we can send some people your way if that's in, uh, if they're looking for a new solution and they're not happy with where things are, but otherwise I wish you all the best with it. And I hope the way that the world turns at the moment with the, uh, the property market and all that, it, 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 um, it goes up again for you.
1: I appreciate uh, that, Daniel. Thank you very much for having me uh, on, on your uh, podcast and I wish you um, the very best of luck and uh, yeah, love your work.
0: Cheers. All the best. All the best well there you go some great insights there that John shared I hope you're able to take something out of that some great insights like we said definitely make your fitness a priority even if it's starting small like we said in the chat start from a small base you don't have to solve you don't have to climb Everest in a day small little baby steps like John suggested is all you need to do to start taking a turn in the right direction for you if you feel that something that you've let slip the way the year's gone so far, just take some time out. Go for a walk around the block. Put some headphones on or just enjoy the, uh, the fresh air and just being outside. Definitely make that a priority and you're going to see the benefits like John did for you, not only your own health, but your mental health and the health of your business too. It's only a correlation that's going to go up. With all that in mind, go back in and check out our back catalog, Small Business Dads. 46 other episodes just like this with some great little insights from some good blokes that are just out there doing their best as a dad, but also doing their best in the business front as well. With all that in mind, if you'd like to come on and have a chat, please drop me an email, daniel.dpm.transformation.com. And tell me a bit about yourself, about your family, and of course about your business, and we'll lock in the time to hear your story. And I look forward to chatting with you soon. Until next time. Daniel Monday, smallbusinessdads.com.au over and out.